Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up with you? Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Good Monday morning to you. Well, post-Easter slumber you're waking up from. Many in the East Coast out and about. You're like, middle of the day, I'm up, Gottlieb. Right? Baseball season upon us. NFL draft upon us. And NBA playoffs are upon us. Dan Byers alongside. Jason Stewart's alongside. My guy, Iowa Sam. He's the one making us sound like pros. And as the NBA season wound down, um, it, it was pretty obvious that the Mavericks acquisition of Kyrie Irving, along with some other factors, took their team on a turn for the worst, right? They were a four seed when he got there. They are a zero seed now, right? They are not in, not, forget about not in the playoffs, not in the play-in tournament. So they're like the 11th seed or 12th seed. But Dan, I, I got to ask you, like, Okay, so the NBA is going to investigate them for tanking, right? where they did this weird thing on their next to last game where they sat anybody except for Luka, and then Luka played the first quarter and then into the second quarter and then pulled him and didn't play him anymore. Now, part of it is that as part of the Christoph Przingis trade, the Knicks had a top 10, um, Dallas owes the Knicks a top 10 protected trade, and uh, SNY's Ian Bagley said the Mavs have a 65.9% chance of staying in the top 10 on NBA lottery night. There's a 19% chance they fall to 11th and a 1.2% chance they fall to 12th. In other words, losing a couple extra games helped them for the upcoming NBA draft, likely retain that first round pick. So the tanking does work. Yesterday, they were down 42 to 14 to the Spurs in the final game of the season. So I, I guess the question is, and I kind of tweeted this out, like, are we really going to investigate the Mavs for tanking the last couple games when there are teams, hey, the Mavericks have tanked before. You go back a couple years ago, pretty obvious they were tanking. That's when they got Luka. Um, there are teams that have been tanking for Victor all season <laughs> yeah. long. 
Why are yes. we going to hold it against the Mavericks that they're tanking the last couple of games? I, I think that there's two reasons. Number one, when we talked about like what's our takeaway from the regular season uh, or just of what we had in, in entering the postseason, I did find it interesting because of the situation that the Mavericks are in that they would rather take their shot in keeping that top 10 pick and by not making the play-in, they are at least, if everything holds serve in the draft lottery, there's they would be able to be in the top 10. They wouldn't need some help. They wouldn't need their number to be picked in the top four to get in. So they're safe that way. But the other thing, Doug, what is different about, I think, what happened, and actually is tied into recently with the new CBA, I think the gambling aspect of it is big. Because if you're betting on the Mavs and you hear Luka Doncic is going to play in a game and he just plays a quarter, well, what does – what does that do if you've placed a wager on Dallas thinking that they're going to have Luka Doncic for an entire game, yet they're only going to play him you know, 12 minutes? And the reason I bring up the new CBA is because of the requirements of 65 games played. How is that going to play in? I think all of those events, with gambling so prevalent and in so many states now and a part of the fabric of these professional sports, that I think that's why the NBA is, is taking Dallas – to task for what they did against the Bulls on Friday night as opposed to a season-long tank where you knew that the Spurs and Rockets were going to stink. Yeah, but I, I could uh, we could go back through the entire season of not having, not knowing, you know, minutes restrictions on guys coming off of injuries, minutes restrictions on guys uh, just because it feels like, um, you know, you don't know who's going to play right up until the time in which they do play. I mean, the NBA season for, I, I don't know how you would, you would smartly gamble on the NBA because you never know who's going to play. That's why you don't buy a ticket. But you know, I, I, you know, you don't buy a ticket. You have no idea who's going to play. But no, but it's it's different for like a back to back. You know, when the when the Lakers were in New York, we the LeBron and Anthony Davis weren't going to play against the Nets, but they were going to play against the Knicks. So the Nets game, you understand what's at stake, and you understand what's at stake with the Knicks game. With this was. Oh, Luka is going to play. When over the last week we've had these reports, are the Mavs going to go for the 10 seed? Are they not going for the 10 seed? Despite most of the Mavs being ruled out, Luka was still playing in the game. So you're wondering, like, well, okay, why, why is Luka playing in the game? Um, and then he only plays 12 minutes? I mean, that's, I, I, that's, the, that's the reason why I think that they're doing it. I don't think that the Mavs did, really did anything wrong. I don't think that they're going to be found guilty of 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 anything for the points that that you laid out but i just think it's a new atmosphere and adam silver and his office are now trying to figure out all right how do we avoid these potential pitfalls because i do think it's a a big deal if a guy is you know Kawhi Leonard is going to play for the clippers and then he only shows up for six minutes um it's a different nba than it was five years ago no it's a it's a very very weird okay what about this one um so obviously Kyrie's going to get a bunch of crap because of how the season changed the second he came aboard. Can we, and, and I know your point, which is Luca has been Teflon through so many of these things because he's Luca, but isn't this just the reality of a trade? You know, I mean, sure. it's the reality of a trade. Pe- people think it's like, Oh, we're going to get, we always, we always do this on sports radio. And this is where you and I don't do it. Um, and Jay Stu, you don't encourage us to do this. I also think Dan doesn't do it as well. Dan's been doing this forever, 
right? So he doesn't just go like, hey, would you trade? Because it's the, would you trade Kyrie Irving? Well, okay, what am I going to get back in return? And um, when you look at what they got back in return, like, first of all, I don't know if anybody thought Miles Bridges would be able to score like this in the NBA. I don't know any human being who thought that was ultimately the outcome. But we, we do this thing, and it's a, it's a broadcaster's trap, and I've fallen into it before, which is, hey, who won the trade? Well, who got the best trade player in the trade? So you won the trade. Like, yeah, that's not exactly how it works. And their roster became one that you had three guys that could score, and everybody else had to play defense, and that just didn't work. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, there's other. Your season doesn't change just in a vacuum. Right. Remember, while you're trying to figure out, first of all, Luca and Kyrie weren't both healthy. You know, Kyrie doesn't always play, and Luca they don't always play. They don't always play. And when your roster is even more slim, you can't afford to have one of those guys sit. Then when they do play, you still don't have a deep roster because you shedded pieces in order to get Kyrie. And the rest of the league is getting healthier. Kevin Durant was hurt; he came back. LeBron was hurt; he came back. You know, the the Warriors, they're fully healthy now for the first time ever. You know, you, you all year. So you go through this thing and then, you know, you look at some of the teams that they played down the stretch, right? Grizzlies, Warriors. I, I can't explain the back-to-back loss to the Hornets. I think other factors were at play more so than it's just Kyrie and Luka's fault. It was a weird fit to begin with. I didn't think they were going anywhere with uh, before the trade. I didn't think they were going anywhere after the trade, but I didn't know they would be worse in the short term because of the trade. Yeah, they took a shot, right? Like, like we look at the Mavericks. I thought Doug last year, and we say, "Well, this is a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals." Well, really, how close were they to, to being NBA champions? They lost in five games to the Warriors. You know, would they if if they beat Golden State? Would they have beaten Boston? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but. The, I, I think that with their with the state of where they were at the time, and again, this was with Jalen Brunson. Um, you know, like there was only so far that that they were going to go. Now, without him, there was no way that they were going to. I, I felt reach the peaks that you expected of a Western Conference final or even maybe an NBA Finals. So you make the trade to you take that risk. But they're they're on the hook for what maybe one first round pick, which is like in twenty twenty nine. You know, it's way down the road. So I I think it's completely worth it, and it may in a, in a weird way, Doug, it may actually lend credit to what Kevin Durant's been able to do, even in a small amount of time with Phoenix, in just being able to acclimate yourself. Um, in, in that situation, because I do think it's difficult to just make a trade and make it work. I remember when Gary Payton was traded to the Bucks in the Ray Allen deal. It was a mess. Like they, 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 was, and it was them trying to get back to the NBA Finals, excuse me, the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, from a couple of years prior. So they ended up trading away, you know, Ray Allen, bringing in George Carl brings in Gary Payton, and it just didn't work. I know I'm using a trade from 20 years ago, but it's just I think that there are more times that there are trades that don't work in the NBA at the trade deadline than ones that actually do and have it. I think it's I think it's a great point. I think free agency in the NFL is much the same way. You know, we all go crazy about it. Like free agency is a one third hit rate. I, I'd also point out though that some of it you can track to Kyrie. You know, the Boston Celtics made the Eastern Conference Finals before he got there, and when he was hurt. And then when he came back, they lost 
in the first round of the playoffs to the Bucks, and then when he left, they've they were better ever since he left. Right? There is something to that. In you know he he does his own thing, like he is his own guy. But but your point is a is a good one, which is so oftentimes, and we've heard we both heard Cowherd say, you know, aggressive teams like, yeah, look, even the aggressive teams like the Rams fell apart a year after going to the Super Bowl. And, and yeah, Tampa was super aggressive when they got Tom Brady, but look at, look at Tampa now. Uh, but there've been plenty of other teams that have gone for it that don't get it. And then all of a sudden they become a dumpster fire almost immediately, just like the Mavericks have. Do you think that there's any, any comparison uh, for Luca and the Mavs to Josh Allen and the bills? Like, I, I, I think there's a question on did Buffalo reach its peak? You know, the Von Miller injury hurt them last year. But we look at Josh Allen as this do-everything because he does everything, you know, for them. And now you're looking at that where Buffalo is and you're saying, oh, geez, now you got to compete with, you know, the Jets maybe bringing Aaron Rodgers in the division. Miami's gotten better. Joe Burrow's in our conference. Obviously, you got to, you know, beat the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And you're just wondering about the opportunities. Like, two young guys who really do everything for their teams – and now you're kind of wondering where they are. Like I think the Bills, Bills more successful obviously than the, what the Mavericks were this past year. But I see some parallels. I don't know if you do. Or I, not. I do too. But I'd also point out, um, and this will sound like coach speak, but it's really, really hard to win in the playoffs. <laughs> you got to be a little bit lucky. You know. Now, I, I, part of the Mavericks is they're not actually even in the playoffs. But sports are hard. You know, sports are hard. It's like it's like both of us when the trade was made. I, I I think I think we agreed on air, Dan. It's like yeah, I don't I don't love it long term, but they weren't going anywhere. I get it. You you kind of go for it, and it's missed. But we both would have gone for it, yep. knowing that they now have no depth. And in the NBA, where guys don't play every night, you take a night off and you got no depth. You're just you have no chance at all. Zero, zero. Um. So I, I, I don't know because, you know, now we start the, well, does Luca want to be traded and, you know, what, what will happen there? Uh, I think that the parallel to, there's also a parallel to the Atlanta Hawks and what they do with Trey Young, of course, part of the Luca right? They, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago and they kind of been chasing that. That was, um, you go back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They went to the NBA Finals well before they should have. Things just kind of fell into place. And then they moved James Harden, and they were never really the same ever since. You got teams that chase it. They have a one season of success, and they, they try and yeah. chase that success and maybe get out of what made them successful to begin with. Let, let me ask you this. Because they are sitting there in the top 10, which also better opportunity to maybe get lucky in the lottery and land Victor Wembanyama, But... I would argue that the Mavs being on the outside looking in, not only is it better for them to be in the playing tournament, I think it's better than being a five seed in the West. For what they for what they were, like the Kyrie deal, they needed to hit a home run. They needed to take a leap, a pretty big leap from where they were a year ago. And it didn't happen. Obviously, they took a step backwards. But if you were to make the postseason, this team, now that we know what we know, probably wasn't going to do anything anyway. Um, 
So the the the, the Kyrie thing, I, I I loved them doing the deal, but it also had to be a really home, you know, grand slam sort of move, and it wasn't that. And even if it was just a double off the wall, they're not winning the Western Conference and they're not winning an NBA title. So you know, them being on the outside looking in and having their top ten pick as of right now, depending on the lottery results, I think is actually almost even better than them, not only of them not being in the play-in tournament, but I'd, yeah. I'd rather have that than be a five-seed in the in the, in the the West and losing the first round of the Suns. I, I wouldn't. I, I, for, I wouldn't. But for the organization. But for, the, for, for where yeah, they Yeah, I mean, are. like, look, look here's, here's the deal. What do they do with Kyrie? Kyrie didn't want to do it, didn't do an exit interview. You know, he's going to play the market, which means no, there's no guarantee they re-sign him. You know, if you don't re-sign him, you do get compensatory picks. But, I mean, how does how does that exactly help you? Like, I don't know. I, that, I, it's it's a mess. And if you bring back Kyrie, do you want to bring back for more than two years? I don't. I don't know if I want to bring him back for more than a year. I'd probably like to bring him back for a year and see how it works. But that's not usually the way NBA contracts work out, right? You can do a player option at the end of your first year. But... Um, if they, I would have, I would have liked to see them in playoffs, just because you think in the NBA playoffs generally the team with the two best players on the floor have have won more series than they have lost. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll take away the five seed, but if they were in the play in tournament and navigated their way through to get into no the question. eight team bracket, no question, they're a better place than that. Yes, the, like the. Like the the question that I have is, we would be talking is we're talking about the Western Conference and who you like to go in the NBA Finals. We're talking about the Nuggets. We're talking about the Suns. We're talking about the Clippers. We're talking about the Warriors. I don't know if the Mavericks are cracking that conversation. They are not. So yeah, and that's kind of my point. They are they are not. But I didn't think they were cracking that conversation beforehand. You just gave them like a Luca chance. Yeah. Um, it's a it's weird. Here's Luca when he was asked about the report that he might ask to be traded if the Mavs don't make improvements. Yeah, I mean, I saw the report. Uh, I don't know who. Uh, somebody said that I was going to try to quit uh, trade. Uh, it was funny, you know, because I didn't know that was true. Cause I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't I know. be very clear. I know, no, sources said it. No, no, to be very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get this straight. Never did I say, hey, Luke is indicating that you're going to request trade. What I said is, if they don't get this right over the next year, there is a fear that you could come to them, as Anthony Davis did in New Orleans, James Harden did in in uh, in, in Houston, Kevin Durant just did in, in Brooklyn. Say, hey, if we don't have a chance to win a championship, something's got to change. I know what you're saying, uh, but so, I'm ha- I'm happy here, so there's nothing to worry. Uh, there's um, he's been in Dallas five years. First of all, if you think they're going to do the same thing, right? Like if changes don't happen, of course they're going to make changes. The season was a disaster. Disaster. So of, of course you're going to make changes. Anthony Davis was in, wasn't he in New Orleans for nine years? Yeah, it was eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a, it's a different deal. He's been there five years. Um, I don't see it. I think that that feels like, that feels a little bit like speculation. Now, look, if you said, okay, the next year is going to end the way that this year ended, well, then, yeah, who wouldn't? But what's the likelihood that that actually happens? You know? What's the actual likelihood? I think slim to none. Correct. So it's kind of a, I'm not going to diminish the report, 
but it is a kind of silly sort of thing. Like, well, if they don't make changes, they went from the four seed to out of the play-in tournament. Of course they're going to make changes. Well, if they don't get this thing right. Like, okay, well, what does get this thing right mean? Does that mean they have to win a championship or have to at least be more competitive? They'll, they'll, be, more, they'll be more competitive. They say good things come to those who wait. Mercedes-Benz SUV's family proves otherwise. It takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. The Lakers have played their best ball of late, and I think there's a guy who deserves a ton of credit, and he's not getting it. Tell you who it is next on The Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Do you want to know how long I've been doing this? Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, Iowa Sam, he plays the music, right? So, Jay Stu, I think Rick Buecher is going to join us right now. Uh, Doug Gottlieb and uh, Dan Beyer, my man Jason Stewart, we're all in for Dan Patrick, Dan and the Danettes, off this week. 
Do you remember doing a portion of a segment on this song, Rick Buecher? Uh, if it had to do with my uh, college experience, yes. Um, okay, here's what it has to do with. I used to have you on my show. I think it was back in yeah. the game night days. And yeah. we used to ask him one musical question a week. And what you guys don't know about Buker was a uh, college soccer star at Dartmouth, right? So I'm guessing. Star, star's a little bit of a stretch, but okay. Wait, what? Star is a little bit of a stretch, but okay, I'll take it. No film or stats exist. Just roll with it, okay? <laughs> Somebody's calling you a star. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's, he's wicked smart. Wicked smart. Plus, you spend time at Dartmouth. You're going to spend a lot of time drinking beer and a lot yep. of time by yourself in your room listening to music while you're studying, yep. right? And yep. so you used to tell me the, like, what, what songs mean. We'd have you on once a week. And yep. um, this, was, it, this was about a guy who ran a club and he didn't, he didn't like the music that loud. And I think that's, right. that, that's literally what it was. Uh, Sharif don't like it. Rock the Casbah. Yeah. But you had like the, the actual club and actually what it was about. Like you did a little research. Yeah. 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 Pretty impressive stuff. Pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, a, little, a little wacky like that. Uh, yep. A little wacky what's going on in Minnesota. Rudy Gobert punches his teammate, now bringing into doubt whether he'll play in the play-in game. And then, of course, Jaden McDaniels is walking off the court. He punches a wall, breaking his hand, knowing he yep. won't play in the playoff game. Uh, did, did you know there was frustration or this much frustration in the Twin Cities? Uh, I didn't know that there was this much frustration just because guys punching walls and punching each other and – huddles is a little beyond. I mean, obviously the pressure of the situation uh, escalated. I, I didn't know that this was, and as Chris Finch, uh, the, the head coach referenced, that it was an immature team in a lot of ways coming from some surprising places. That's why I thought the, uh, the impact of Mike Conley uh, having him rather than D'Angelo Russell was going to have, a, uh, a positive effect on the team. And it did until you got Carl Anthony Towns back and you had to fit that into the equation. But uh, in, in the big picture, I'm, I'm not that surprised. I am disappointed uh, because I just think that the, the Timberwolves on paper have a, a ton of potential in spite of trying to figure out how you're going to make uh, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns number one uh, work. But so we'll see where it goes from here. Um, but I'm not, I'm not overly shocked. And the, the other part is not only the immaturity, but the lack of leadership. I mean, this has really been sort of a rudderless dip. And Chris Finch is a nice guy and I think he's a good coach, but he's not a confrontational type guy. And so you look around and Mike Conley uh, has come in and had that impact, but he's not that overbearing type of personality to pull everybody in line. So what you had was Kyle Anderson, who's a team leader, trying to get Rudy Gobert to do what he needs to do. Rudy, for being as big as he is, as well-paid as he is, as experienced as he is, still a, a, he's probably one of the most immature guys on that team. And 
So that's the rub. You have one of your, your, your you have the guy you went out and got. You have the guy who's highly paid, and he's a little goofy, as we know, going back to the whole COVID incident, and and that really hasn't changed since he's been in Minnesota. At least he fought a teammate instead of a wall. Uh, there, at least is that because the uh, wall is undefeated. Um, yeah. But are things actually falling in place for the Lakers? Now when you look at, now they have Minnesota in the play-in tournament, how are things falling for the Lakers now that the postseason is here? I think they're falling in place as much as they can. I'm still not sold on the overall ability of the team. Like, I, I they didn't just put uh, Utah away uh, in spite of Utah not playing anybody. And... But I, and we could say the same for the Clippers in terms of playing a Phoenix team that wasn't playing any stars. But I just don't know how much better the Lakers can play. And I'll be real, and I'm fascinated to find out push comes to shove what happens. Because when I, I was, this is why you don't want to get into playing it. Because for one night, uh, if the Timberwolves come correct, they could they can win this game. Like even in spite of everything. Uh, there's some matchups there that are going to be difficult for for the Lakers. Now, just considering that they are discombobulated, I would expect that the Lakers are going to win. But so now you have to win the play-in, and now you're going to play Memphis, who you, they play as fast as any team in the league, and they and they're what the top uh, might be the top defensive team in the Western Conference. They're going to get run off the court, um, Buke. And 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 yeah. if and remember, they're they're <laughs> going to have to play. They're going to have to play like this is the whole thing where uh, there's two parts to it because I want to get to the plink element to it. But in terms of the yeah. like, look, it's great that they rescued their season. They played really good basketball, but yep. you got to play an extra game on older yep. legs. Like yep. they were yep. completely out of gas this week playing. The Clippers, you know, because it was five and seven nights, like, what do you think is going to happen when they go play Memphis with those young legs in front of yeah. just a raucous atmosphere? Like, they're going to run you off the court. Yeah, I, that's what I would expect. And the other, the other part is, is that you, you really have to dial in and get ready for Minnesota. So you have to spend that time to get ready for the Timberwolves and then turn around and dive into a seven-game series with the Memphis Grizzlies. Meanwhile, Memphis Grizzlies are just dialing in to what, they want to do with you. And this is the great distinction that happens in the postseason and why sometimes you take what happens in the regular season as evidence and sometimes you have to throw it away, which is now you really get the opportunity to kind of exploit a team's weaknesses. And the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be very prepared to do that. I mean, short of it is, I do not expect – I would expect that the Lakers can get it done against Minnesota – I don't see how they get past the Memphis Grizzlies. Everybody's got amnesia, right? Last time the Lakers in the playoffs, they were talking all that ish to, to Phoenix, right? Backing yeah. them down. Anthony Davis gets hurt, and LeBron James couldn't carry the team, and they get beat in the playoffs. That was the last time they played in the playoffs. But it's like, oh, you don't want to run up on LeBron in the playoffs. Like, okay, Phoenix did. That was two years ago. He's not better yeah. now than he, than he was when he, than he was them. Um, all right, let's stick with the Lakers. Rick Bucher, Fox Sports 1, FoxSports.com, joining us. I made the case like, look, I don't think the Westbrook acquisition was mostly him. Did he do the deal? Yes. But as, as we have come to learn, and you would know way better than I would, I don't think that he was pushing for that deal. He was, he was pushing for other deals. 
But to unwind that deal, not do it over the offseason, do it in the middle of the season, and then the team to play better. And they played better without LeBron, too. Um, I don't know if he's GM of the year, right? I mean, you go to Sacramento, they've done a great job going back to their offseason. But it really feels like Palinka solidified his cases as being the GM of the Lakers for a long time. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, he did sign an extension, and I I would agree with you uh, on on all counts. It wasn't it it wasn't his first thought to do the Westbrook deal, and um, and what he did at the trade deadline still amazes me because Vanderbilt and Be- Beasley were in talking to the scouts and GMs around the league. Like those were the prized possessions that everybody was looking to get, and the fact that he wound up with them uh, is and how they fit. I yeah, I I give him high marks as much abuse as as Palinka has taken. Now look, and done, done hasn't done everything right, but he certainly hasn't deserved deserved the grief that uh, that he's received. And and to your point, look when you got Clutch agent, clutch clients, and you got LeBron James. You're going to be. This is the compromise that that you make, and and this is a difficult compromise. It used to be if you did LeBron's bidding, it kept him happy. Uh, the the pieces generally made sense, and he was going to get you where you wanted to go. So you 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 took it, you followed their blueprint, and. Uh, and you were going to get the dividends. At some point, it was going to come boomerang on you, but you know you, you could enjoy the success in the short term. LeBron just can't guarantee you that anymore. No, and he's I am. actually yeah. he's asking for he's reaching now for those things, trying to compensate for what he can't do, and that's how you got into the Russ Westbrook situation in the first place, because he's looking at AD not not being as aggressive and forward as everybody had hoped he would be under LeBron. And so you go and get Westbrook, who is all of that, thinking that that – I mean, everybody everybody seems to have amnesia about this too, right? It was Westbrook was going to kick AD's ass, and that was going to get him going and get his motor going. Um, LeBron was putting uh, Instagram posts out there of, of him and Westbrook working out together. Like, they were, he was all in on this um, because it was his – it was his – choice and now when it turns around it's like uh yeah you know what <laughs> palinka shouldn't have said yes to what lebron wanted i'm like okay, okay. well like what um but that's that's what happens in lebron world so we've learned to live with it what's the first thing the mavericks have to address now that their off season Ooh. is here wow um it it is it is figuring out what it's going to cost you to keep Kyrie. And I don't take anything from the fact that he didn't do uh, an exit interview with the media. If he didn't do an exit interview with the, the Mavs, which I haven't heard was the case, um, that would be different. But um, I'm actually working on a piece right now about why players in the league have such a disparate view, admire and respect Kyrie in a way that most media – and a lot of fans don't. And one of the simplest answers is he treats the media and some, play, some fans dramatically different than he does his fellow players. 
And it's why Maxi Kleber would say he's a great teammate. It's why Luka Doncic would say, I, I want him back. I think we can make this work. It's why for all the things that have happened with all the other teams, you never hear players regret uh, or blame Kyrie for what, for what happened. Uh, and it's a, it's a fascinating thing. So they don't have, look, they don't have any choice but to try to re-sign him. And the only question is going to be, like, what's the number going to be? Um, can, if, if, if he's standing on getting a max and he's going to be unhappy unless he gets the max, um, you know, and then you got to get into this, well, go, go see what else you can get. Uh, that, that's the trickiest part of this. But, I, look, overall, I'm looking at the, the Mavs. They need a lot of things, and they don't have the requisite assets to be able to improve this roster measurably. And that's, that's their biggest issue. But the number one is they cannot afford to have just Ky- Kyrie Irving just walk. Um, you, you, for people who don't know, Buke lives in the Bay Area. Uh, we won't give out the exact address, but um, you, so you've seen this Warriors thing since its infancy. Yeah. Uh, they're they're healthy now, right? They barely yep. pay attention to the regular season. Now they're healthy. Uh, we think they'll have Wig back for the for the King series. Um, but now the now the Kings are. I don't know if they're a playoff real team, but they're a real team, and that place is going to be a zoo. Problem with Sacramento yep. is it's going to be half Warriors fans. So yep. what do we make of these Warriors heading into the playoffs? Well, they are going to be as good as they've been, and they do have that postseason experience in Magic, and the Kings do not. Um, but I, I'll, they're not a very good defensive team, even with Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton back. They're going to be better. Um, but these are two not very good defensive teams. And so I think that the, the – the Warriors obviously come in despite being the sixth seed. I would, I would say that they're favored, but I don't expect that they're just going to blow away the Sacramento Kings. I think that this is going to be at least a six-game series. Um, there is the experience factor, but I just I I think the Kings are a little bit better than people are giving them credit for. There's a reason why they finished where they were where they did, and I think that Mike Brown. Uh, having been with the Warriors for a good stretch, has a lot of really good insight into a lot of their uh, a lot of their players and and how to approach them and whether the Kings are able to execute all that remains to be seen. But I think I, I expect that to be a competitive series. Yeah. Um, well, then you have Clippers and Suns. There's there's some really good stuff. Buke, we'll talk more about it when uh, you join me on my show. Thanks so much for joining us on the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. My pleasure. Uh, it's Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 NBA analyst and Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. Coming up next to the Dan Patrick Show, the Dodgers find themselves in an unusual position. We'll discuss next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. The Doug Gottlieb Show in for Dan, the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. That means me, Jay Stu, Dan Beyer, Iowa Sam, because Ramos is on a uh, anniversary trip, right? That's what he just texted us, guys? Yeah. He and Suzanne, 24 years. God bless them. Congratulations to those two. They'll be in Vegas at the Spearmint Rhino tonight. (laughs) John, jump on stage. With 40 minutes left in the show, John's like, have a good show, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Don't you usually do it beforehand? Usually. usually, But it's early, West Coast time. It's it's on the same time as we are. Um, I, I'm going to make a statement here, which is not a hot take. Okay. It's a real statement, a real statement. Um, the angels who, by the way, uh, did lose. That was a fun baseball game. 12, 11 yesterday to Toronto. You can, I, I'm, I think we're going to make a case when he's done playing that Mike Trout might be the best position player ever. I mean, th- th- think, think about that for a second. Like, um, he's, he led the league in runs. What was it for, uh, for, uh, I think five out of six years times on base for, uh, five out of six years. Right. I mean, he's been, I mean, truly been an all time, all time. Great. Anyway. Well, he's, he's he, a guy that has not only impressed like with traditional stats, but he has also been that crossover guy that, 
he impresses the nerds. Like he he fills all the analytics categories too. He's like superstar in 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 both. He's just like yeah, the, you're, you know initial the, guys and then the analytics guys. People forget he led the league in stolen bases when he first came in. Uh, right now he leads the league in in walks, but he's not stealing bases, so he doesn't get hurt. Right? Because every Angel season collapses when he gets hurt. But yeah, so, and so the Dodgers are are in the weird spot of looking up. Granted, not same division. Your boys, the Dodgers, Chase too, not playing well. They're not, and I think that the I think the most problematic thing is is that while this team has tried to work in this kind of new offense, you know, with younger guys, bring guys off the bench that have been sitting the last couple of years, bring guys up from the minor leagues, I thought that the stable thing was going to be pitching. I thought it would kind of keep them afloat. Um, and it's kind of been the opposite. The p- pitching, especially this past weekend, was a disaster. Um, and But they're scoring a lot of runs. And guys like Outman... Uh, Jason Hayward has been a nice surprise on offense, but the pitching is has to be of concern if you're the Dodgers brass right now. And keep in mind, the Padres don't have Tatis yet, so I was hoping that the, the first three or four weeks here, the Dodgers could could you know maybe even put some distance between them and themselves and the, them and the Padres. And by the time Tatis got back, maybe it would be a nice uh, pennant run. But it just seems like maybe we're the Dodgers are in for an average season, Here, which sounds unusual. Here's my concern if I'm a Dodgers fan. We're already early to mid-April. like So that's how far we are into this season. It was a joke. Uh, it's, it's, we're, we're like the, the season. So, You're saying we're overreacting, Dan? Absolutely. Well, can, can I, 100%. Can, okay, can I give you, a, Dan, a, maybe a way to look at it a little differently? What is the, what's been the biggest the jump? No, what's been the, what's been the biggest jump in baseball over these first couple weeks? Um, I don't know. I hate these games. Just... Stolen bases. Okay. All right. Right there it is. How many? How many the Dodgers have? I have no idea. One. All right. The the point is that my my concern with the Dodgers is <laughs> no, look and and again I'm the outsider. I'm not the Jason Stewart, John Ramos. Some of these guys. Well, I'm over two on Dodger trivia right now. So no, it's it's okay. I didn't know. Like I was when when Jason started talking about it, I started looking and again this is a hypothesis, Jason. But what if they're built for a, an era which doesn't exist because stolen bases are way up with the new bases and pace of play changes the pitching and you're going to need a greater depth of pitching and you're going to need guys that put it in play more and they're, they're built for the last 10 years of baseball and maybe now baseball is changing without the shift and with the bigger base which allows for more stolen bases. I don't think you're too far from the truth there. I, I really don't. It, this is a team that has dominated the past 10 years, and the rules have changed violently in in one month here. And uh, Yeah. I'll, I'll, get, I'll use the Lakers as the example, okay? When the the Lakers – and what, what happened with Oklahoma City that people don't realize is Oklahoma City was beat to compete with the Lakers and the Spurs, right? And so, so they had Kendrick Perkins, and then they had – uh, what's the dude? Oh God, won a championship with the Raptors. Why am I forgetting? He's he's been all over ever since. Oh, why am I why am I forgetting? I'll think of it in a second. He's originally from Nigeria or Congo. Um, Bismarck Beyond Bill? No, yeah. no, 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 no. With, with, the, with the Thunder. With the Thunder. What? Oh, jeez. Remember, he was with the Thunder. 
I, I'm I, just as bad at this as, as everybody else's. The the point is, and we'll get to it. They gave they gave him a big contract. Well, why'd you have two bigs? Well, back then you had to have two bigs to beat the Spurs and to beat the Lakers. Why are the Dodgers constructed this way? Well, over the last ten years, you didn't steal bases, right? You didn't, and you just hit home runs, and that stuff has all changed. Has all changed. All right, for Dan Beyer, Jason Stewart, Iowa Sam, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show, only on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.